do need to charge the one-on-one -on -one more money or else it makes zero sense to provide that product because now we're not making much profit off of that. So I don't care what they're paying. If we actually break this down into profitability of the service, that's a conversation that business owners need to be having, not how much revenue does this service actually generate. Because generating revenue means nothing without profit, right? So when we're looking at some of these things and when you're making decisions, look at it as a profit generator decision, not a revenue generator decision. Large group is this is not a, you can send people to a landing page and they could click and buy and just check out and then I'll see you Monday. This is a one-to-one -one belly to belly close. And so that means appointment setting and that means dealing with no shows and that means dealing with people who financially can't afford it. And so you're just putting yourself into a different model when it comes to follow-up and sales. And so if you don't have the team or you don't have people with a skill set, you know, this is gonna be an uphill battle for you. Welcome to the Fitness Empire Podcast, where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym owners create an empire of impact and income. Hello to all of our gym owners out there. And then, hey, maybe some future gym owners because I've been getting some messages from coaches and trainers that are thinking of opening a gym. Hey, we're glad to have you listening. We are excited about this week's episode because if you are thinking of opening a gym, this is actually a perfect episode for you to listen to. If you're a current gym owner, there might be some great things to consider about how you wanna run your business moving forward. Today, Matt and myself are gonna compare the pros and cons of bootcamp model versus small group versus one-on-one -on -one PT. By no means do we believe you have to pick one. You can run multiple. In fact, both of us do that type of approach to our business, but we want to just tell you what we've learned because we do have all three. And so we can tell you from experience what we've seen. So essentially the first thing I want to point us to before we dive into the topic is guys, we are now registering for the domination workshop at Matt's headquarters. And you can go to dominationworkshop.com, see all the details, but we're really excited. We want this to be the main event that the gym industry's never had. And that means having actual tactical stuff you can go home. One of the things that drove me and Matt crazy, we've been to a lot of events, it's just a big hype fest. The speaker would take stage, they'd give their background story, which is important. And then they would get you hyped up and get inside your mind and tell a motivational story. And then they do their big walk off the stage. And then the next speaker would come up and do the same thing. And so you get 10 or 12 of those. You start to say, all right, is there going to be any tactics or are we just going to get hyped up? If you're an entrepreneur, you're probably already hyped up. You probably don't need to get a lot more fire under your sales. But hey, sometimes we do. We wanted this to be different. to say you're going to go home with copious amount of notes, copious amount of resources, a crazy amount of to-dos that will lead to a bigger and better business. And we think that's what the industry needs right now. Matt, before we dive into the topic, anything else that you want to share in regards to the workshop? I would consider it a application workshop. It's not just theory. It is, this is how you apply it. So obviously Ooh. we've studied the theory. Me and Dustin have studied leadership and studied business for a very long time. And a lot of stuff that we've taken is from the outside world and brought that into our business. 
But what you'll not have to guess on is how do I actually apply this into my business? Or if you have a question, this is what I'm struggling with. How do I apply this? We'll be able to tell you and you'll be able to go home and take massive action because it is a very personal workshop. There's no more than 60 seats at the workshop. So you're going to get to engage with me and Dustin. You're going to get to engage with everybody there. When you have a question, you can literally raise your hands and ask a question and we will be able to answer it for you or tell you how to apply it. Before and after the speakers, there'll be time to talk to the people that are speaking, have time to talk to me and Dustin. It's a very personal event. Heck, I'm even inviting you to my house. Come hang out with us. So it's not a hype fest. I can't stand those. Like I can't stand going to conferences anymore where people have the same keynote speak and say the same things, get you all excited. What they do is they create a gap where you're like, oh, I need to improve, which is good, but then they don't show you how to close that gap so that you can apply it into your business. You will leave. There'll still be some gaps. You'll still be like, man, I got a ways to go, but you will not have to question of how do I actually do this inside of our business. So if you've been enjoying our podcast, think about that on steroids, but in person, and you still will leave hyped up. You'll still be excited, but you'll actually know what you need to do. And it's really the workshop and the event that we wish we had coming up into the industry. This is the podcast that we wish we had coming up in the industry as well. So the people that Dustin said, hey, we've got some people that are thinking about owning a gym. I wish I was you and being able to have this big of a head start into what you want to do. So that is what that looks like. Go to dominationworkshop.com and claim your seat because it will sell out 100%. It is going to sell out. We will make sure that happens. We are turning the marketing machine on because you really can't afford to not be there. You need to be there if you want to grow your business. You want to hear stuff that isn't being said at the conferences, isn't being said in other people's paid coaching programs because they haven't done what we've done in this industry, you will want to go to dominationworkshop.com, get signed up, and you won't read it. And I'll give you the guarantee. If you come to the workshop and you honestly don't feel like you got 10 times worth the value of what you paid for that seat, come talk to me. I'll give you a refund. It's that simple. We are putting our money where our mouth is. So we'll take all the risk of you coming And we'll put our money where our mouth is because I know we will deliver and I've never had to give a refund ever. We've had over 230 people come to the event in the past. So get your spot, get your booties there and we will help you grow your business, guaranteed. Get out of your caves, guys. All of us can stay in our gyms and then just get comfortable and be like that little hibernating bear. We never get out of our caves. So let's go get around some new energy. And I always have found my best ideas come when I get out of my hometown because your town is where you live your routine, right? You go to your coffee shop, your gym or whatever, and you're in this routine. So it's hard to have new ideas and breakthroughs. And so you just got to get to a new place, right? So just get out and we'll do that for you. All right, we're going to dive into I used to love the airplane ride is where golden nuggets happen. Coming to the event, you start thinking a little bit more strategically. And then when you leave the event, you're able to sit on the airplane with no one bugging you, no one being able to reach you with a fresh mind. That is where all the golden nuggets happen and all the improvements that have ever happened in my business, like really stretched my business forward, have always come on that airplane back back home and re-energized, ready to go and ready to implement. And that's what everyone's going to experience. Love it. 
All right, guys, let's dive into today's topic. We're going to basically do a comparison of these three main forms of business in our industry and help you give insights to decide. Maybe you're doing one of these and you're thinking of changing. Maybe you're opening a gym and you want to decide on what your model will be. Maybe you want to add an additional tier of service. There's a lot of ways that you can look at this. So we're going to start with the one that's been the most predominantly popular one in our industry for the last 10 to almost 20 years. And that is a form of large group training. Everybody calls it something different. Some call it boot camp. Some call it hit. Some call it group training. But essentially, it's one coach on many, meaning 20 plus, right? Like you're really leveraging that one coach to train a lot of people. And then maybe you get to a point where you actually have to have multiple coaches on the floor. When you get over 20 or over 30, you're like, okay, we're going to put two coaches on the floor, make sure that the coaching quality is there. So I'm going to go over some pros and then Matt, I'll let you dive in and then we'll move on to the cons. So I definitely think pros are, it's the most cost-effective way for a client to work with a trainer because you are allowing yourself to work with more people than you would if you did one-on-one. You're saying, I could work with 20 people at 5 a.m. and now 20 people at 6, 20 people at 7. Heck, it might be 9 a.m. and I've already worked with 100 people. That's a lot of impact, right? And then you can then pass that savings down to the client because, you know, average, if we took someone's $150 boot camp, we cut it over 30 days, they're paying $5 a day. And so you're basically giving somebody a session for $5 versus PT, which you might be anywhere from 50 to 100. So you're really cutting down your rates, but you're doing that because of the amount of people in the room. So you could pass that savings along. It really helps you when you're selling the program too. You could say, hey, to work with me, it's a cup of coffee at Starbucks. It's five bucks. Come on, let's go. And by being able to minimize it to a daily rate, it really helps with the sale of it. So anybody that's struggling with $150 sale, like you just have to get better at sale. It's not people can't afford it. You just have not minimized it. You have not mastered it. It is a very easy sale to sell something for $150. Also, I would say the clients really enjoy, and the coaches too, probably, the high energy experience that comes with it. You got the music going. There's all these bodies moving around you, doing things and synchronization. It's like we're all like a unit. It's almost like we're soldiers training for war. And it really brings a lot of energy into the room where if you go work out alone or you and a buddy, the energy is probably going to be a little bit lower. You might take a little bit longer rest. You're just not working as hard because visually it's stimulating to see a lot of people in a room working out. You just immediately get hyped up. You're like, I got to work out harder. I got to do that. If you've ever been in a big room with a lot of people working out, Sometimes at like fitness events, we're just talking about it. They'll have a workout in the morning and be in a room with 200 people working out together. You just get one of the best workouts you've ever had. And it's not different exercise selection. You're probably doing the same pushups and squats, but you brought different intensity being in a high energy room, right? And so that's the hype and the excitement of group training. The other thing that I would put in there is that you could start with a lot of a beginner friendly approach in terms of the movements and the exercises because you know that you're going to be getting basically that those type of people joining the program, right? It's not going to be advanced bodybuilders or strength lifters. It's going to be your beginners. So you can probably scale the session to treat or to work with a lot of people. And you're going to have some beginner friendly exercises and you're going to have some beginner equipment that no one's going to get hurt. Your medicine balls, your slam balls, your battle ropes, more of that functional style equipment dumbbells, kettlebells, things that are just what I call grab and go. Somebody just grab what they need and start training. That's stuff that you can scale to a lot of people. It's harder. We'll get to this with cons 
you can't do that with barbells, right? You can't get 60, 100 people all doing a barbell lift together. So you got to go with those beginner-friendly movements. And that helps with keeping people engaged. That's another pro is that people are getting so much variety and stimulation. It's literally for most boot camps or group training facilities, it's a different workout every day. And so that it really scratches that variety itch. And then people are just not getting bored in the program, right? As long as their coach is challenging them and stimulating them and making sure that they're getting a challenging workout, those are all a couple of pros. I got more, but Matt, I want to hear what your pros are around boot camp as a model. Yeah, I just want to emphasize a few things that you said and add a few things as well. Highly scalable, you get to leverage your time. There's unlimited amounts of people really you can put into there. So unlimited growth in many ways, obviously you got to start factoring in leads, trials, trial conversion, sales, attrition, all that stuff affects your growth. But theoretically you can keep putting people into there. So when we only did boot camp at one of our locations, we had 110 people at one time show up at 5, 5 a.m. Now I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying that's best practice, but we ran, we started a challenge that week. We already had 60, 70 clients working out and then just everybody came at that. It was absolutely bananas to have that many people working out, but you can definitely scale that. We eventually had to have three or four coaches on a session to provide a quality session and make sure that people were getting the coaching that they actually needed, but you can scale it as much as you want and talk about marketing marketing is a lot easier because it's a much cheaper product and you can just throw people in so you can give free offers. You can do low barrier offers because it doesn't cost you anything to service that person. So you can do different things to get a ton of people in your doors at one time because as more people come in, your cost of delivering the service does not go up, which is a great benefit to the business. But obviously, a big bugaboo eventually we'll talk about is attrition is going to be a lot higher in that type of environment. Another pro to this is the fact that you can hire a little bit greener coaches. You don't need them to be great tacticians as coaches. You can get away with a lot more stuff as coaches. Their personality type also you can get away with where you can get away with a lot of things in a large group environment that you can't get away with in a small group environment. So you can hide some deficiencies of some of your coaches because it's not as a as personal of an environment. It's entertaining. So Dustin used the word high energy. Human beings want to be entertained. So it's high entertainment. So we call it entertainment, right? We're going to entertain them and train them at the same time, which is actually, for most people, it's easier to teach people to do that, believe it or not, versus being a great tactical coach, which is required for small group and one-on-one. Add-on services. One of the nice part about add-on services is typically in, in boot camp or a large group, you have a lot more clients. That means that you can start tacking on additional products and services and make more revenue off your clients. You have more opportunities to do that from running challenges or additional nutritional services to adding supplements. That type of additional revenue tends to increase a lot more in large group training because there's just more opportunities to be able to sell to those individuals. For clients, for me, it was always easier to push clients in a group setting than it actually is in one-on-one or in small group. You have that peer-to-peer pressure where 
they don't want to look bad in front of the entire group. So they're going to work harder naturally without your assistance where you're going to have to work harder in small group and one-on-one to push people to give the same level of effort that they would in large group, even though you're not in their face all the time like you are in small group and one-on-one. So that's a massive advantage is some people go from normal workouts to then in a group and they just instantly get better results because they are working so much harder because of that peer-to-peer pressure that they are getting. The next aspect of large group is the community. The community and the relationships. A lot of people go into boot camp or large group without many friends and they start creating a social circle and get excited about the community that they are now a part of. And most human beings want to feel a part of something. And it's a lot easier to do that inside of boot camp. It's also easier for them to get lost, which I know is on your list, Dustin. But it's also like people come for results. They want a result. They want to get out of pain. They don't want to be carrying that excess weight anymore, but they will stay for the relationships in the community and I would argue like the community inside a boot camp is always going to be the strongest because there's more people and the energy is a lot different inside of inside of that setting. So those are the big additional things that I want to add to what Dustin said. Yeah, I'll just throw a couple more. We'll dive into cons. In this model, it's not normal for the client to expect a makeup session, right? And so if I miss a PT session, it, there's like, I owe you one if they gave you at least enough notice. It's just like unlimited or three times a week. And if you miss one and like life goes on. And so again, that kind of goes in with scalability that there's not that like we have to track makeup sessions, which is something we do. And we'll get into when we go to small group and PT. There's no scheduling issues whatsoever inside of a boot camp. Either the time's working your schedule or they don't. And like very, very often you're never capped, right? So People don't even have to schedule the workouts. They can just show up and you're not like, oh my God, I wasn't prepared and I wasn't ready for another person. Yes. So it makes scheduling so much easier. There's a lot more flexibility inside of boot camp and large group as well, which is a massive benefit. Yeah. And I'll just speak for myself. I always consider myself a little bit more of an anti short attention span coach. And I think one-on-one is like, jail like for somebody that's like that like if you're like if you like staying busy you like moving a lot and you like and you're just sitting there fidgety and tapping your toe watching one person work out that could be like a curse so i like that i could be a little ad and go fix this person all right cool you're good go help this person and it kept me engaged in the session i would get bored with a one-on-one right like i the coach needs to be stimulated as much as the clients need to be stimulated so that's a little bit more for selfish reasons but again you need that self- I'm in the same way, dude. I used to do one-on-one myself and I had a lady, she was 70 years old. She was retired. She couldn't do a whole lot. And that was the longest. I love that lady. She was the sweetest lady on earth, but that was like the longest hour of my life. Yes. And then I got to do boot camp afterwards and I was like, whoo, this is That's... more of my style. And also I'm not one to engage one-on-one really well with people. So I could be like artificial with every single client, give them energy, give them high fives and disappear. Yes, (laughs) I didn't have to talk to them. I didn't need to know about their life. I didn't need to know about their kids. I didn't need to talk about what are you going to do after the session today? None of that. I get to go spread energy and uh, and move on. Yeah. And so again, something to think about as you guys hear this, have that self-awareness. Hey, what kind of coach am I? Where would I thrive? Where would I really struggle? 
you even give me a hundred dollar client an hour clients i still won't take pt the money doesn't make sense for me because of the pain that i feel running it but then i'll find very introverted people that like they get frozen up being in front of a large group of people and they start like stammering and stuttering and so they would probably do better to go into pt unless again they get some training and they build that confidence so i'm going to go into cons now so this is the downside of running some sort of large group or boot camp program very difficult to scale relationships. Again, I don't know if there's any true science to this, but I've always heard that once you get past 150, people start forgetting names and faces as easily. It just starts to become a blur. And just finding a way to scale, write notes down, or finding a way to a shared mind where one coach knows this client, but how could they share this with the other coaches so we're all a team and we know about this person? That's always been a difficulty is scaling relationships. Um, People will get lost in the sea of people. It's just, I call it from the military, the gray man. There's the people that are going to lead the group and they're going to break records on the obstacle course and they're always in front. And then you got your slackers and they're always paying with more burpees and they're having to do extra laps because they're slackers. But the people that get lost are actually the people in the middle. And a lot of times they try to be in the middle. When they start making their way to the front, they start doing some thermostat work to reset and just as they're about to see they're going to get punished, they start working harder. And that's what people do in a large group setting. They try to just be as invisible, like show up to enough where you guys don't bother them and call them out. But they also don't want photos and they don't want to be winning awards and have their photo on social media. So they're like, how can I do just enough where I won't be noticed here? And that's what they call a gray man in the military. Just enough to get through training and then go off to my shipment. Being mindful of that, we in a large group setting what is natural? We tend to go to the people we like the best. So if you see your favorite client, you're like, oh my God, that's the person I love. We both love Marvel movies or that. We both like the same artists. Like they're into the same band as me, or they got a, the same dog breed as me. And you just look for people who are like you. And then you start to disregard the gray people in the room. And so it's about being very cognizant. This is again, a skill. This is why it's a con of spreading yourself evenly around the room. You have to say, Every day at 8.30, this client comes and tries to talk to me. I have to literally cut them off and I need to go talk to these new challengers. I need to talk to this member I haven't talked to in a week. I need to do that. And coaches have a hard time doing that because obviously it's easier to just go talk to the people you talk really well with, but then the other clients can view it as favoritism. Oh, if you're not best buddies with a coach, they're never going to come around and talk to you. So you have to really- Clicks. Yes, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Clicks. And it, bring, it brings people back to middle school or yes. elementary school where they weren't in the in crowd and it just mm-hmm. actually creates negative emotions and negative stories and agitates things that you would never even believe when we do those things. And being aware of that is so important. Yes. Yep. And so that's the coach aside, but then the client, they're looking at it. They might be seeing these clicks, but they also might not say anything. A lot of people have a hard time speaking up. So they do, I call suffering in silence. I'm just not going to say something, but it's like me trying to kill you by me swallowing poison. I'm going to try to hurt you, coach. I'm just going to give you mean looks or I'm going to be passive aggressive. I'm just not going to greet you because you're not coming and talking to me. And so that's suffering in silence. So essentially the clients will start suffering in silence. And that is a negative because there's so many people. You can tell when you work one-on-one with somebody, they're having an off day. It's really easy. And even in a small group setting, But once you got 50 to 100 people coming in, you can't read all the body language fast enough. There's just too much for the brain to compute. So that's a few. What are some that you would say are some cons, Matt? They just say they do speak up, but it's usually when they leave and it ends up being a reason why why they're leaving. 
or your coaches, I think we talked about this before, some of your coaches, like even in the training sessions, right? Not even like before the workouts and who they're engaging with, like during the training session, they'll be engaging certain clients and spending way too much time with certain clients that either they like or they're the ones that they can challenge and they like challenging like people or they're the younger, we'll say prettier girls and they're spending way too much, your male trainers are spending way too much time correcting their form and it all gets noticed. They notice it, they are watching and they are keeping score, unfortunately. And some of the stuff that we do unintentionally is creating negative states in some of our clients. And now instead of them having a positive experience, because we just think, hey, we delivered a great session, but you actually didn't deliver a great session for some of those clients. So making your team self-aware is really important and something that that's why I, when I used to do a lot of boot camp, I would go and take sessions and I would just watch coaches as I'm taking one. I wanted to experience it as a client, but then I wanted to see what they were seeing. And it was very clear. Or if I started getting feedback about certain coaches doing certain things, then I would be watching that. And, and sure enough, nine out of 10 times, the stuff that clients are saying are happening and your team isn't doing it on purpose. It's just actually happening. So the group dynamics of bootcamp can be very negative. It can be super positive, but the group stuff, like it brings drama. It brings concerns about stuff that you never ever envisioned would be happening. Like just the clickiness, the stuff that happens outside of now bootcamp now is brought into bootcamp and different relationships are brought into bootcamp. And like, we've had people that have gone through like divorces and now they're both clients and there's just weird dynamics that get brought into bootcamp that does not get brought into small group or semi-private or one-on-one. -on -one. It's just really crazy. The coaches tend to have high turnover of coaches in bootcamp models. If all they're doing is bootcamp, if you can get two to three years out of coach, that's actually really good. But fitness industry in general has super high turnover. And then that causes a lot of drama inside of your location. And high turnover of coaches eventually equates to high turnover of clients. So every time you lose coaches, it creates more drama inside of your locations. So when all you have is a large group training and you have high turnover coach just know that it is something that you are going to have to manage and it's not a whole lot of fun super high non-usage of your product inside of boot camp or large group training they don't pay as much that means that if they don't make it, it doesn't really matter that much they're not losing that much money so dustin said hey 150 is really not that much money and it's true if they just doubled it they would never miss a session. So it's not enough money for a lot of people that if they don't go, it doesn't hurt as much as it needs to. And because of that, it's easy to skip. It's easy to not come. And then to Dustin's point, like you may not notice that they're gone. They could be gone for a week and then they're on a lost whatever report you use for accountability. But when somebody's gone for a week or two weeks and then you try to get them back, it's nearly impossible to get them back on track you like you've lost them for the most part and the amount of energy and effort that you have to put in to get them to come back it is really hard so it's easy for them to skip it's easy to notice that that they weren't there and when you have turnover of coaches you might have a client that was coming five days a week that 
in the past, if they ever missed a workout, the team would be like, hey, what happened? You weren't there yesterday. But the new team doesn't know their patterns, their routines, their schedules, and they don't even notice. Last year, I had three clients that were like long-term clients. They're like, oh, things have changed. Your coaches don't care as much, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, what? We have a great, what are you talking about? This is an awesome team. They stopped noticing when they didn't show up. The old coaches always knew when they didn't show up, right? So they didn't feel as important. They lost kind of their status inside of boot camp. And it wasn't because the coaches didn't know their names. It wasn't because they weren't doing great sessions. It was just the simple fact that they didn't notice that there was a change in that person's schedule and say something. So they saw that as a lack of care and concern and that we didn't care even though it's the exact opposite, because your coaches are always being compared to the previous coaches, always. So that's one of the hard things is, like clients that start with you in boot camp who've been there for two, three, four, five. So these clients were there for nine years at this time. They were treated differently when they first started or during their journey. And then you got these new coaches that don't know them from anybody else. And now how they feel about your business drastically changes only because of that aspect. That doesn't happen uh, in the small group or one-on-one, in my opinion, because you can really start building relationships with people a lot quicker, a lot sooner, and meaningful relationships where in boot camp, it's these new coaches, it's artificial, and it's going to stay artificial for a very long time. And it starts to really affect some of your clients who have been there for a long time because they're used to something different or they're expecting something different. You no longer can meet their expectations. So that makes it super challenging for me. And I'm sure it's the same for you. The thing that I always struggled with the most was the drama, the gossiping, the complaining, just all these issues that really had nothing to do with business or training or what I got into the industry to do. And I don't know what it is. I'll explain why that happens. But for me, that was the biggest drain of the large group training. One, the turnover of coaches. And then the second one would be the drama, the gossip, the complaining, the, hey, you got a minute. And then it's just low-level things, low-level energy. And it just starts to, to drain on you in that type of environment. So you have to have Man, you have to have Kevlar skin if you want to last in the large group training business. That's for sure. And then the other con is the C and normalcy. I mean, there's probably 90 franchise that is either large group, boot camp. And if you went to their websites, we all look the same. So the ability to differentiate yourself from all the other me twos of the world in the large group training space gets really hard. Large group, in my opinion, has really started to become a commodity. And when you become a commodity, it's a race to the bottom of who can charge the very least or who's got the lowest price promotion at the time. And then it's always, they charge this and they charge that and they charge that. And, and you're always having those objections versus what's the value that I provide. So you're always going to be in the sea of normalcy in the large group training space, which I think is a Another downside. And then the other one, which I haven't seen quite yet inside of small group and one-on-one, is just the high levels of fraternization with clients, whether that's inviting them to parties, outings, them trying, like clients crossing the line. And it might just be because 
there's just way more clients. So there's way more opportunities for that to happen. But that's also part of the drama and the bull crap that you don't want to deal with is for some reason in large group, I've just seen more inappropriate type of fraternization type of events. And I don't know if it's because it's you're attracting people that want high energy and variety and entertainment and all that. I really don't know. I'm just, my brain's going a million miles an hour right now of trying to figure out that puzzle, but it just happens that way. It's also hard to hold people accountable, provide them the support that they actually need to be successful. Your coaches, if you're doing large group the way it should be, it's wear and tear on their bodies and they can't make it a career. And that's my opinion. And that's part of why people only last two to three years to provide the energy that you need to put on that rock concert to really entertain people is super demanding on the body. And truth be told, it's a young person's game. You won't find many 30 to 40 year old boot camp coaches that are bringing the thunder and go, you know what? I'm going to do this till the day I retire. You, you just do not see that inside of that space. The other downside that I see from a programming standpoint is typically clients come in, they come in very deconditioned. And so for 12 to 18 months, they get gains. Their strength goes up. Their endurance goes up. They see changes in body composition. And then after about that 18 month to two year mark, you start to see the slow progression of getting worse. They start getting injuries. They start getting ninks and dense and they start having to go to physical therapy they start having to, their body starts to break down and they actually start to get worse and at best boot camp large group becomes a maintenance program for those clients they stop progressing because typically in workouts if you're just adding a ton of variety and you're not programming them to progress that client and it's not tailored to what that client needs eventually those newbie gains stop and then they stop making progress or they get worse. And then that starts to become a challenge because clients came in and they saw nothing but progress and now they're not improving and they're not getting better. Tony Robbins famously says progress equals motivation. Now where's the motivation and trying to give them goals and things to achieve and reach for becomes really hard inside of that setting. So maintaining long-term clients starts to become a challenge inside of that setting. So I always see it take off like a rocket ship with clients and then progressively it's hard to make that client stay motivated, keep their head in the game, give them things to work towards and make them better, which as a coach, as somebody who got in this business of wanting to help people and improve their life to see that we have a vehicle that doesn't make people better after a couple of years starts to wear on you and you start going, am I doing the right thing by my clients? And that's one of the biggest reasons why I made a massive shift and what I, when I did, so went straight from all we did was boot camp. Then eventually we added small group to now going all in on, on semi-private and one on and adding large group as a aspect to support what we do inside a small group, because it was frustrating for me to see that we're here to help people. And I feel like the vehicle was no longer helping people the longer that they stayed with us. And for me, that weighed too much on my mind. And that was a big decision why I decided to, to make a shift in the product that we provide at our locations. Hey guys, it's Dustin Bogle with The Fitness Empire, and we want to connect with you on social media. So Matt and I are asking you to either friend us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and we'll follow you back. 
but you want to search our name, Dustin Bogle or Matt Wilbur, and here's what we want to do for you. We want to help you with your biggest pain point in your business. So send us a DM, tell us what that big pain point or struggle is, and we'll share with you whatever we've done when it comes to that pain point in our own business, all right? So again, go on Facebook, Instagram, search Dustin Bogle, Matt Wilbur, connect, and let us help you grow your business. Love it. Again, I think that was the right call. And I think a, a couple final things that I will throw in there is your lifetime value. Your LTV is much sm smaller because just do the numbers. Like how much are they paying monthly for that versus semi-private and PT over the course of a year? Those LTVs are going to be higher. So you're just having to, again, chase that volume gain. And you either got a couple of choices. You got to keep adding more sessions. Once you get to capacity in your current sessions, you got to add more sessions or you got to find more space, which means getting the suite next door, opening up another location, finding a bigger building to move into. And that's the only way to grow. And so that's essentially what becomes the growing pains that you run into. And the final thing is with that LTV, one thing that does backfire you on you in that group mindset is when people sign up for whatever reason with a lot of people, like it's a group, a family, or two sisters or two friends, sometimes if one cancels, you lose them all. And that's the, like you said, the backfire group, like group sign up, but then group cancel, like they're all going to leave because they all have this sense of loss. Oh, it's our friend. It's my, my wife. They're all canceling. So I guess I'm joining in too. And they, that herd follows the one person that does that. So th those are some final ones I throw in. But again, we're going to we're gonna go into the other models now. And so we talked about the pros and cons of large. We're going to talk about the pros of small group, which I'm a very big fan of. And this is something that was actually my beginnings as a trainer where I just got the money and the desire to want to open a gym was doing small group, roughly four to six people. Some people call it semi-private, some call it small group. Now, kicking off the pros to this type of model, definitely everybody's getting more attention from the coach. They're getting more technique corrections, more coaching cues, more form correction. And it's just numbers, like you just have less bodies to watch. If I only had to observe four to six people, not four people at three stations, it's just my brain could do a better job of analyzing their movement patterns and being on top of any little small missed movement patterns. So it's just less people, obviously. They also, you're still leveraging the benefit from a business standpoint of the group model, which is one coach on many, but it's not one coach on too many. And that's where the, we saw a lot of the con list was it's one, one on too many. Again, you want to have the ability to get as much, extract as much value as you can for the payroll that you invest in, right? And so that's what small group gives you is you are getting the most profit you can from the sessions you're running. And then deeper relationships. In addition to the results and the profit, there's also deeper relationships. And so these people tend to stay longer. They pay more and they stay longer, which means very high LTV, which is a great win for the client, the coach, and the company. And everybody wins when a client stays longer and is paying more. And basically when you have less people, you're going the opposite. Instead of saying, how do I scale relationships? 150, 200, 250, you're like, I only have to worry about my 40 or 50 people. Oh my God, what a, this is a walk in the park. So I think that especially people who've gone into the large group, they almost appreciate when they go to smaller groups so much more. And they actually do a great job of just acing the test and doing it really well with it versus a one-on-one -on -one trainer had 10 clients. They go to 30, they feel stressed out. Oh my God, this is a lot. How do you guys handle this? You're like, what? 
And it's just that acclimation of models, right? What you've done in the past helps you succeed with what you do in the future. Those are definitely some wins. Also higher compliance. I didn't mention this on the large group, but just lower nutrition compliance. And it's just because for most people, they don't have the ability to have one-on-one -on -one meetings on nutrition, give them a custom plan, actually check in with them and hold them accountable. They also don't have the margins, I feel, to be doing that nutrition program. A 150 a month, you can't deliver great workouts and great nutrition on those margins. There's just not enough money there. And so you got to really focus on, we're just here to help them with their workouts. We just have to give them some done for you materials and we're not going to be able to customize it. We're a small group. We do give them that. We can build them a custom nutrition plan. We have the margins to do it. We can sit down and we can build a plan from the beginning. We can do intake questions and we can be a full stop solution for them. And although it's group setting, there's still the level of customization the client needs to get the results that they deserve. And then finally, with all these wonderful benefits of having longer LTV also means you can pay your team more. And that means you can also bring in better quality coaches, meaning people who you don't need to go get the green coaches because maybe you're starting at a lower level. You can get people who are experienced, they're certified, they know a lot, they almost come factory installed with the knowledge and you got to do less training. I think, again, a lot of times that bootcamp model, large group is almost a harder model to train somebody because there's so many steps. Like you have to start like this and then you have to shift into this and then you make sure you move around the floor like that. And there's like this whole rehearsal to the dance where small group, you're like, hey, so I need you to program for these six clients. You got it. Yep. And it's there's definitely training, but the, it's very easy to transfer to a new coach you bring on the team. Like they get it, if that makes sense. So those are definitely some pros. Matt, I'm going to let you chime in. What are some pros for small group on your end? Big pro. I hope this doesn't come across the high, like wrong way, but higher quality clients in the sense that they pay more, they're more engaged, they're more committed. Super like in our small group, when we had a small group offer and then we had bootcamp offer, our usage in small group was 91% of our members use their full membership where in bootcamp, like we had 40-ish percent coming one day a week or less, right? That's a crazy difference. 91% versus 60%, right? So usage, obviously big part of retention. So our retention inside of small group, when we're comparing them was 2% versus 5 to 7%, depending on the location. Some of our locations, some month were less than 3%, which was great, but the norm was 5 to 7%. And then some like some months, it's like it just gets completely out of control where you're like, what the heck? It averages out, but you never have that in small group where one month it gets out of control because these are more lifestyle clients, people that are going to be there long term. They're not, it's not the flavor of the week type of clients or they need a ton of a variety. They're a little bit more even keel too. Like even from a coach's perspective, one, you're going to attract higher level coaches because that's really like people that really want to be coaches. This is really the type of training that they're, they are most interested in doing. And the disparities in the training sessions become a lot less. Bootcamp sessions, the disparity between coaches can be massive. Absolutely massive. If you have a super polarizing coach that's great on the mic, that brings the energy, brings the fire, and then you have a coach that has a more low-key type of personality like obviously you you work with that person to bring it up but you're gonna be like oh i love this coach and this coach is way better than that coach you have those conversations 
versus in the small group, you might have changes in personality types, but the style of training and the experience that they get, it's a lot easier to provide consistency in the experience inside a small group or one-on-one versus in in large group, there's a massive discrepancy between the coaches. And that starts to become an issue um, and a cause of some of the client's concerns and drama that they bring up because of discrepancies, right? If you love a certain coach and then you get stuck with a different coach, they really bring that up where we don't have that in small group. Obviously, there's probably still some favorites based on connectivity and similarities and things that they share in common, but there's never, ah, I'm stuck with today or, man, I really only want to be here when this coach is here. You never really get that in one-on-one. But deeper connections. So when we talk about deeper connections, one of the things that I like to talk about is something called Fords. So Fords are family, occupation, recreation, and dreams, but also part of the dreams is what's their actual goals. So when we're talking to people, are we having conversations about their family? Are we talking about their occupation? Are we talking about what do they do for recreation? So what are their hobbies? What do they like to do for fun? What's their dreams? What's their aspirations? What are their goals? Like how often are we talking about how's things going with their specific goal? Or maybe they have certain things that they want to work on inside of the workout. Now we can do those things. So we do a movement screen when people get started. We know what they should be doing, what they can't be doing, how to modify the workouts for every single person that is coming in for small group. We're good luck doing that in large group. So those are massive. We know what their preferences are. We know what they like. We know what they don't like. We get to, it's like going to a restaurant and you have a person that you go to the same restaurant. They know your order. They know your drink. They know how you like things. They know what you don't like. And they give that to you every single time. You can deliver that type of experience to those clients. And honestly, those type of clients want those things. If somebody schedules a workout and they don't show up, you can follow up immediately. It's not a week until you follow up with them. You can literally like, hey, I noticed you missed your session today. Is everything okay? Immediately because they missed their session because they have to schedule their small group and one-on-one sessions. So it never gets out of hand where they're gone for a long period of time and they're not noticed. Goes with what I said before, but high level of customization for that person from their workouts to their nutrition to the different things that we're asking them to do in lifestyle. I think that's really important, getting clients back on track. A lot of clients don't get off track like they do in the group setting. And if clients are starting to get off track whatsoever, you can fix that right away. You can meet with them one-on-one. I think most clients need belly-to-belly support. Not, hey, text me or send me an email or do any of that stuff. If a client is off track, it's going to take belly-to-belly support and really get to the root issues of, why is this person struggling that you're not going to get in a text? You're not going to get in an email. You're not going to get in a five minute conversation after boot camp that you're trying to solve the world's problems in large group that way. Being able to provide them the real support that they need is massively beneficial in those settings. So, That's, all of those things to me are the pros of small group. Love it. All right. I think. The only other thing I'm going to throw in there that came to mind as you're talking is also education. People tend to receive education better in person. And when we send education through email or videos, like we're just crossing our fingers, they're going to watch it, they're going to read it. And so one of the things that our coaches do at the end of every small group session is give some sort of quick tip or lesson. And we just seen that 
were able to deploy and share education at a better level because when it's six people, they say that people's trust and willingness to speak up will get like less and less, the bigger the group is and the more intimate, the more they feel comfortable speaking up. So if I'm in a big group session, I teach the exact same lesson, there are 50 people. Anybody got any questions? Anybody, you know, want to talk about action steps? Everybody's like uncomfortable because they don't know everybody in the room. But what happens is you start to build this mini community within your main community in the small group session. Like those six people become friends, even though you might have hundreds of members. And now if I do teach a lesson, I say, hey, Susan, what are you going to do to take action on this? How are you going to implement this, Joe? And everyone's talking and they're sharing ideas and then they're talking and giving each other ideas because we just feel safer and more comfortable in a smaller environment. So that those people tend to build really close bonds and they tend to support each other too whether it's education or getting clients to engage more and more tends to be a little bit easier in these small groups as well. So now we're going to go the other route, which is cons. What are the downsides to small group? So you definitely need more experienced coaches because you cannot charge these rates and then get an entry-level coach. People will see right through it and you can't blame them. You can't say, hey, would you pay this much for someone that just got certified or do they need to go off and get some experience? and then do this down the road, or they need to charge significantly less for those experiences. They're gonna have to do that somewhere else. They're not doing that here at this gym. So essentially, you just need to have better quality coaches that you hire on the front end or you train up internally, but the price tag's higher, which means the deliverability and fulfillment needs to be higher. And the people will, again, be able to sense that's not something you can BS. The other thing is that, the other con is that you have to, cut like I, i've had to do this is cut a session time if it falls below not enough people committing to it and participating in it maybe it's full or six people but then this person had to cancel and that person had to cancel and then before you know it it's discounted pt because there's one or two people who are committed in it so one of the things that is a con to me is hey it started off strong it dwindles and so we can't pay this coach and so now other clients have to suffer because we can't keep this going if there's two on one. So obviously step A is we want to fill it up. We want to do everything in our power to refill it, but we also have a 30 day deadline that if it does not get refilled by that time, now the coach has to have the hard talk. And we want to put them in an uncomfortable environment because we want them to also help us to fight to get it refilled and to fight to retain people. But hasn't happened a lot, but it has. And to me, that's a con because I don't like that those two people had to pay the price because four other people canceled. So I don't know, maybe that's something I have to rework in my model, but it just doesn't make financial sense if you have two people in a session and you originally outlined it to be a session for six. I would even tell people that are thinking of doing this, don't launch a small group session unless you have a minimum of three committed because people would say, if you had an 8 a.m., I might do it. And then you launch it and then they don't actually sign up. They were just talking. And then when it came time to put their money down, they didn't step forward and sign up. So you got to get their verbal commitment and then you got to put them down to be on an actual waiting list. And then you got to say, I'm running your card Monday or you're good for it. And you have to get those free people in it to then say, okay, we're now launching this 8 a.m. time at Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever days you're doing it. But don't launch it too preemptively and then wait for people to sign up for it. There should be demand. So I always say in small group, follow the demand and so do not launch something hoping it's going to get full. You got to do the opposite. But also I've done the downside is I've waited too long 
to cut a session knowing that it, for whatever reason it was losing popularity or let people had schedule changes and i just lost money on those sessions where we had not enough people so our bar is three if they don't have three efts on it then we basically begin a 30-day clock we notify the coach we notify the team leader and we're saying 30 days you're gonna have a hard talk with the clients who are in that session if we don't get this thing filled up and then that kind of puts everyone under the gun now they got to go dig into the boot camp pond and see if they can get somebody to upgrade. They got to ask the other small group people if they could get someone to add more days. If they're on two time a week, can they get them on three time a week? They could start texting past members and say, hey, I remember we were working together, but I'd love to have you back. But basically, we want to put the, their feet to the fire that, hey, this is going to go away and it's going to hurt your income as well. So again, those are some cons with this model for me. And then the makeup sessions, essentially we do have a model where if they give, we have to give us at least 24 hour notice and they will bank a makeup session. And if they do not, then the session is lost. If you write us one hour before your small group, it's just not enough notice. And you're just going to basically lose out and burn that session. But with adequate notice, we will give you a makeup. So again, just having to track that sometimes the team was feeling like stressed out about this. Oh man, I, this person I owe two and this person I own one and this one owes five and uh, just trying to get them complete it. Cause again, thinking this through, you don't want them to have a bunch of makeup sessions when the contract expires. And then now they're getting some free time to do makeups and then starting a new contract out of that. You want all makeups burned on their end date so that they're going back into their next contract after that. You don't want to deal with any of those IOUs. So again, coaching the team up on ways to get those done. I've done multiple solutions, whether sometimes they can work with a different coach if their times work for them. They can increase their frequency. If they're on a two time a week plan for two weeks, they can increase to three times a week just to get them caught up. But those are definitely a con is dealing with those makeup sessions. And then the final thing we were talking about marketing with large group is this is not a, you can send people to a landing page and they could click and buy and just check out. And then I'll see you Monday. This is a one-to-one -one belly to belly close. And so that means appointment setting. And that means dealing with no shows. And that means dealing with people who financially can't afford it. And so you're just putting yourself into a different model when it comes to follow-up and sales. And so if you don't have the team or you don't have people with a skill set you know, this is going to be an uphill battle for you. So you got to definitely make sure you got people who can sell a higher ticket service. For us, it ranges from 275 to 420 a month, small group. So it's double to triple boot camp. And our members who upgrade it are spending more, which is great because like we said earlier, you're going to take it more serious. They're getting better results. They have a deeper relationship with a coach. But at the same time, a cold person walking in this is a lot of trust and authority and trust in your process that you got to build with them to get them to step forward. So those are some cons I came up with, Matt. I'm curious to hear what else you got on your list. Yeah, obviously far less scalable. You, you only have so many time slots that you can provide and you're only going to have so many coaches available during certain times, right? So there is a scalability issue that, that comes into effect you need higher level coaches. Dustin already talked about that. And their clients' expectations are a lot higher. And that's just the case. So as you pay more, your expectations go up and you start to become less forgiving. Somebody who's paying $150 a month will be less forgiving than somebody paying $400 a month. So the level that you can make mistakes 
with these types of clients goes down and they will speak up. And that's just the cold, hard truth. They will speak up. If I'm paying this much money, I have certain expectations and you are going to need to meet those. Your coaches need to have better personal skills, the ability to hold a conversation with somebody and have conversations about stuff that they care about. This tends to be more of a mature and professional demographic. So the level of the conversation that these coaches are having needs to be elevated. The conversations and the things that you can get away with in large group and boot camp are not the same. So elevating the conversation and having conversations about things that they actually care about and making that person feel like the most important person in the entire world are things that you need to be coaching your team and making sure that if you have some coaches that are on the more of the immature side of things, leveling them up because they will massively put these people in the wrong states and they will not be thinking highly of your business. So those are the main cons of that. Dustin already talked about the marketing. It is a different game. You're not going to sell via a click. You're not going to sell via an email. You can get away with phone sales, but if you are going to try to sell a higher ticket item, it's probably going to need to be figure out how to get them in for, we call it a starting point session, sit down, go through a whole presentation with that person and then prescribe them the program that you want them to be on. You also probably have more options that you need to present to that person. And the more options you have to present, the harder a sale tends to become. So you have to have better salespeople. Your team needs to be trained on sales and you really need to see yourself as a sales organization. So you need to put more time into the marketing machine. You need to put more time into training and elevating your team from a sales perspective. And you need to keep the pulse on that. And then the experience that you have to provide needs to be a better experience. So those to me are the big cons of semi-private or small group training. All right, we're going to move on, guys, to the third one, and that is one-on-one -on -one PT. This is the ultimate level of customization and level of attention for the client. You can literally, you don't, again, even in small group, you still have to modify a little. Like this guy wants to work on his chest, but then he's paired with these ladies that want to work with their glutes. And so I'm going to have to do some program to satisfy them all. This, I'm just literally programming for you. What are the muscles that you want to see improvement on? What are the pains you want to get rid of? You have pain in your back. We're only going to do a warm up that's going to, and mobility that's going to target your lower back. And so it is just the highest level of attention and customization. I also believe it's the deepest connection you can have with a client because you are just having one-on-one -on -one conversations. You are hanging out with somebody and you're just going to become friends. You're going to become very close because you're just spending time together. And so you hear everything that's going on in their life. It's the ultimate level of intimacy because you're, it's, you're just with one person. So remember I said large group, like low amount of intimacy and then small group, it gets better at one-on-one. -on -one, people tell you their deepest, darkest things going on in their life because there's no one else in the room or no one near us, right? So I could just really share everything. And th those are the things that happen in the one-on-one -on -one setting that are good because that means the person, number one, when somebody's getting that connected to you, the LTV is the highest. Like I know one-on-one -on -one trainers that have had clients for eight years plus. I've even heard of one with 20-year client. And so it's like people just stay with you a really long time. It is very uncomfortable and painful to leave you and to shop around for another trainer and to basically go on a speed dating. Like I have to see how this coach is with their programming and their ability to communicate. And then I got to go to this one. And so it just sounds exhausting. So as long as I'm happy with you and you are 
exceeding my expectations, why would I ever leave? That is the opportunity for the coach to make the most. You'll see in this space, gyms offer it and they can definitely pay their coaches the most when they're doing this level of service. But you tend to see in our industry, a lot of solopreneurs where it's just a trainer will go rent space at a gym or just choose to go to people's homes or just be a business, but they're not really a brick and mortar. They're just like one man show and they call it like a solopreneur. And so their goal is to just fill up their day with a ton of one-on-one clients and charge one-on-one rates, but they tend to really be bad at marketing and sales. And so that never comes to fruition. And then they just keep chasing the same clients they've had for the rest of the time. And they don't, you never see them really blow up with a lot of new people because they spend so much time on coaching and learning more about coaching. They never learn the other skills. I also believe this is the level of service where you see the highest percentage point of clients winning and getting results versus the others. I definitely agree with you, Matt. The attendance, I almost is sometimes also a contri- like a, a trend of where results are going. So if I had 40% of boot campers showing up, I'd probably get 40% of my boot campers results. And if I get 90% of my small group people, I'm getting 90% of results. If I get 99% of my PT showing up, I'm getting 99% of them results. And so essentially the PT people tend to get the highest level of results, the ultimate compliance. I have to look you in the eye one-on-one every time I'm talking about nutrition, you're checking my every movement. And so those people tend to have the highest level of accountability that they got to stand up to, right? And they don't want to let you down because you have such a deep connection. So they want to really work hard and show you that they're here and they're all in. So those are some of the things that are some pros that I listed for personal training. What about for you, Matt? I think offering personal training is a good price anchor for all your other stuff as well. So being able to say, hey, a one-on-one session is going to cost you this much. And then being able to share what semi-private is, but you're going to get a very similar level of attention, very similar level of results. It now makes whatever product you're offering below that seem a lot more reasonable and more affordable and more valuable to that end consumer. So just having a higher level offer that even if you don't provide it very often, it makes everything else you do seem more affordable and more valuable. So that's always a good thing. You already talked about being able to work with a client at a much deeper level can turn into therapy sessions sometimes where you're like, I I didn't come here for that. But again, if they're willing to open up to you, they might open up to you at a level that they don't open up to anybody else. And if they're willing to do that, do you think they're going to go anywhere else? It's like women with people that do their hair. When they find somebody that actually does their hair the right way, they will not go anywhere else. So that's true in the one-on-one space for sure. You're often working with higher net worth individuals that have big networks. So if you can get in with some people that have a big network, they're going to be a great referral source for your business as well because they have the money, people with money, hang out with people with money, and then they're going to talk about how they're getting personal training and then eventually their friends are going to want it too or they're going to go into to semi-private. So you treat them well, they will open you up to a network that you will never be able to believe but also open you up to networks for different opportunities outside of just helping you grow your business as well. So if people can afford one-on-one, like those are good people to know just in life in general. Yes. And uh, you know what? It's funny because I've even heard multiple stories where people who do PT 
get great mentorship. You know, it, it ends up going both. I'm here to train you on fitness and nutrition, but you're here teaching me about life because you're successful and you've gone a long way. And so you might teach me about business, relationships, just life lessons. And so it ends up going both ways. So I, yeah, it's definitely- One of good. my first one-on-one clients when I started officially started my own business, I had one client and he was a one-on-one client and he was a businessman. And I would always just ask him business questions all the time. And he gave me mentorship. He also connected me to different people and really helped guide me along the way. I think he put his arm around me. I was like, oh, I'm going to teach this little guy something. But I just, we'd always, we'd work out and I'd ask him questions and pick his brain. And he'd tell me good idea, bad idea. And it was good mentorship for me. Yeah. And, and again, this is a side tangent, but I've always found some of the most wealthy people I know have been the most giving and positive. Some of the brokest people I know have been the most negative and like just crap talking. That's what you're reinforcing there, Matt. All right, we'll go to cons now, PTs, not to be one of those negative people, but we want to just round everything out here and have the pros and the cons. So as you said earlier, I was just smiling because for me, it's why I couldn't do PT. And it is, if you get a tough to talk to client, like that client sounds like a dream client, the hour will fly by, you'll be amazed you get paid to do this. But then there's the opposite, which is this person's hard to talk to. They're socially awkward. They can't pay me enough to be with this person, but we're locked in for 18 sessions and you're almost trying to think of ways to get out of it. That's not a good way to show up for that client, right? And there's just it was a bad sale, whether a PT manager pl- pl- plugged them into you or you sold them because you're desperate for money. There is such a thing as a bad sale. And the right thing to do is to have the courage to call it off, knowing you're not going to bring them that right energy and bring them the right service. But a lot of people who can't do that, they just suck it up and they get through those sessions and then they do not want them to redo or they try to tell them they can't train with them anymore. So that's the con of PT is if you don't have a good meshing of personalities, it'll be a bad sale. And that person will either just cancel when it's over and not return, or you're now like putting your coach in a negative mindset. And so it's like, there's a lot of stakes on the line, we should say. Then it's the least scalable because it's one-to-one combat, right? For every one client, you need one trainer, and they can only see so many people in a day. And to scale means I need a lot of bodies. That sounds like a lot of headaches to have so many coaches to hit the numbers I need to hit. And so it's very non-scalable. And that's why you don't see a personal training franchise. I've never seen one that's nationwide, that they have a system and they teach it to a franchise or it's a business model. It's usually just an additional tier within gyms, but there's no business model built just on PT, right? Because it's very not scalable. You need high level coaches. They need to be really educated, really experienced, really good people skills. And there's just not a lot of those people you could find that are already not employed, right? They're probably already working somewhere. So just again, the ability to grow and hit your financial goals makes it very difficult. And then for a lot of people, we talked about it being a high net worth individual. If you're not, pricing is a barrier. Like it is hard to get a lot of clients because once you share your PT rates, which should be again high, you are giving up an hour of your time for one person that blocks them from being able to go forward. And then they feel like they can't be helped by a professional and that they just should give up on working with a trainer. So that's where group training did help just the public and people in general, just making it so that it's more accessible. It used to be just in the eighties and nineties for the super rich movie stars and people like that were able to have a trainer, but then it became something that more people in the general public could get access to. And again, it's pricing that stops that scalability. So therefore you're not helping as many people in a day. If you're a 
full train, even a full trainer does have eight hours. They have six would be like a crazy bananas trainer. But even then you now have gaps. And that's again, another con of this. Like you have a client at eight, a client at 10, a client at three and a client at seven. So you're at the gym eight hours and you got paid for four. So it's like you're never going to find this dream scenario where you're going to have all these clients sign up with you and they're all willing to work in a four hour block back to back. They're going to probably be spread. So that to me is another big con is you're not going to find that just because of it's very few people you're working with where in group you could get them into various groups that you have and find the group that fits with them and then boom you're not working more of those hours we brought this up a small group but pt also from a marketing standpoint tends to be a similar model where you got to have them come to an appointment so then you got people no showing you and you got to then if you're doing it yourself you got to sell for yourself if you're in a gym environment a lot of times people want to meet the trainer they're going to work with if they're going to put this much money. If you put them with a salesperson and they never more met with that trainer, sometimes there could be a disconnect and you got to have a back out clause. Like they say, yes, let's go. Then they will meet with the trainer. I don't get along with this trainer. I don't want to do the program now. So building in some sort of point where they can maybe get one session with the trainer or they can essentially meet the trainer there while they're meeting with the salesperson but essentially that ends up being a deal breaker sometimes as well if it's not a mesh so you're dealing with no shows you're dealing with people backing out you're dealing with makeup sessions you know that too definitely people when they're paying a lot they're gonna want all their sessions they're not gonna let one slip by at least if it was their fault right then they'll want to make it up and then the coach pretty much is very difficult for take on vacation. Again, if you're a one-on-one -on -one trainer, independent, you're not at a gym, you take a week off, you're making no money. Like that, that sucks, right? That's something that you got to think about if you're in that world. But if you open a gym, you employ people or sorry, you're a, tr a trainer at a gym where you're being employed or you're a gym owner employing trainers, you can have coverage. You can make sure that the business keeps bringing in the revenue. But essentially, if you're a solopreneur, like that's a huge con, right? To the business. I basically have to work forever. I cannot take a day off. So those are some pros and cons that we, we covered on PT. Matt, what are some cons with this model? I actually find it harder to push people in one-on-one -on -one because you get pushed back in one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know if you've ever experienced that when you did one-on-one. -on -one. They felt like they had the ability, oh, I don't want to do that today or, oh, I'm tired today or whatever it may be where it's like, all right, we're going to, we need to go a little bit harder or whatever it may be. And you just get the pushback and the attitude and they feel like they can give you that attitude where you don't get the attitude in small group. You might get like a little snarky comment here or there, but they do it anyways. Right. Cause no one wants to not do it in front of their peers. And then the same thing in large group, you like never get that. You might get in a little bit of an attitude, but nothing crazy. People are going to do it. They basically give you an attitude and then do it, right? Where sometimes you have to you have to push that person so much harder than you do in the other ones. So that for me, that was always the frustration where I want to tell you what to do and then go do it. They're they quit a lot easier, actually. So again, when they're maybe it's the last 10 seconds, you want them to hold a plank for a minute. People don't want to quit in front of their peers, but for some reason they'll quit in front of their coach. So the coach has to push them harder. I've always struggled with that, even with at, like athletes. Training an athlete in a group or training an athlete one-on-one, -on -one, they show up completely different. So you lose the group dynamics of the motivation and the energy and the peer accountability that, that you have working in a group. Scheduling conflicts, I feel like in that demographic, they're 
tend to be used to the world to caving to their wants, their desires, and their schedule. And they tend to have the most scheduling conflicts. So when I was doing one-on-one, and I'm not quite sure if it's the same thing in our business right now, but man, like you were always at like their beck and call and they would change their schedule in the last minute or something would come up. And it was just exhausting because you're like, you're moving your whole life around for that person. And the truth be told, even though it generates the most money per person, it's the least profitable service that you can provide in your business. And that's just the truth. If you put we do four people and the, the least someone will pay for a session is 30 bucks. So for that hour, that's $120 an hour in revenue. We charge, I think it's like $90 for a one-on-one session. So per hour, that's actually $30 less per session that we are making off that person, even though they are paying the most amount of money. So that's also a downside of that service. And the other thing is it create scheduling conflicts. So we have all three layers of service that we provide, but typically the one-on-one's more of a one-off type of thing. So we don't have like open availability for one-off. So we got to find a coach to service that person in a one-off. So that coach might have to come back in the afternoon to service it or whatever it may be. That coach is going to have to put extra time into programming for that person. So your cost per that hour also increases. So not only does it typically generate less revenue per hour, your cost to service that hour also increases to be able to execute on that level of service, which then again, decreases the profitability of that service. So that is also a downside. So many people get enamored with what does somebody pay? And I go, What's, what does that actually cost to service that person? For example, our integrator in our business He also wants to do this for this person and do this for this person and do this for this person for one-on-one clients. And I'm like, that's great. But one, it's already not as profitable. We also have to pay more to service that person. And then we want to do even more for that person, meaning the profit. So I'm like, if you want to do those things, you need to charge the one-on-one more money then. Because, or else it makes zero sense to provide that product because now we're not making much profit off of that. So I don't care what they're paying. If we actually break this down into profitability of the service, that's a conversation that business owners need to be having, not how much revenue does this service actually generate. Because generating revenue means nothing without profit, right? So when we're looking at some of these things and when you're making decisions, look at it as a profit generator decision, not a revenue generator decision. And that will help you massively change how you look at things and the things that you do. So for us, it's 10% of our business and it's really an add-on thing that we do. It's not the main source of revenue because to your point, you can't. I don't think you could have a real business, meaning that you, the business owner, are not having to be truly active in the business outside of like marketing and sales and have a profitable one-on-one training business. I don't think it's possible. I think you can have a super profitable semi-private only. You can have a super profitable bootcamp only, but I don't think you can have a super profitable true business just doing one-on-one for a lot of the reasons that you said earlier. So I think if you want to do one-on-one, it needs to be a layer in your business. It can't be the only layer in your business. Yes. 
All right, we are going to wrap up there, guys. I think, again, we made our case. It's up to you to decide what you want to do from this point forward. Do you want to add some of these as a tier within your business? Do you want to start your gym and pick your model here? Do you want to shift your model and where it is now and go to another one because it sounded more like where your heart is going and where you want to go? Not saying you got to follow our lead by any means. I definitely think all of these services are needed in the industry. It's just a matter of which one brings you energy, which one do you vibe with the most, which one speaks to you and how you want to serve. All three of these people need to be serviced in our country. All three of them, you're making an impact. It's just choosing which one you want to go after. So we're going to wrap up on that. Matt, I know, again, we want to send them off with going to the domination workshop. And that that is essentially where we want people to join us so that maybe we'll even talk about this with you there. We could say, hey, we could coach you on how to add this to your business if you're choosing you want to go that way. We could talk to you about do the numbers make sense? And the big thing we can do on this podcast, which I know me and Matt both want to do, is just ask more revealing questions like where are your numbers now you know all these these data points that helps us to guide you we can't do this because this podcast is very one directional so at that workshop we can ask more probing questions but then we can give you better more customized advice so that's again another benefit to coming to the workshop you definitely have some time to interact with me and matt and other people who are gym owners and decide on how you want your model to be moving forward the biggest thing for the workshop, it is for every single business model. I don't care if you only do one-on-one. I don't care if you do semi-private. I don't care if you do large group or you're a national franchise that all you do is large group. Me and Dustin have done it all. The training, obviously we can go into the nuances of different things, but the training and what you're going to learn is going to apply to all business models. Every single thing that we talk about is for all business models. So I don't want you to think it's only for one thing or I don't do the same type of training that you and Dustin do. That's irrelevant. The fitness business is the fitness business, but we understand the pros, the cons, what to do, what not to do, because we've already made all the mistakes and we want you to not make those mistakes. And then it's super beneficial if you ever want to really take yourself from being the operator of the business, in the business, in the trenches to really becoming that CEO or scaling to multiple locations. We cover it all and guarantee you're going to leave blown away. There's nothing like it. I've been to all the fitness conferences. I've been to the biggest business conferences in the world. I've been to some of the most expensive masterminds in the entire world. There is nothing like this in the fitness space for fitness gym owners, I promise you. And then again, it's 100% money back guarantee. If we didn't deliver, which has never happened, if we don't deliver, just let me know. We'll give you a full refund because we put our money where our mouth is. And ultimately at the end of the day, we're here to serve you all. Hopefully you guys get that through the podcast. So many people have said this podcast is amazing. Uh, Some have even said some of our episodes were the best podcast episodes they've ever seen, which is crazy to me. But that's why we're here. We're here to serve you. So if you've seen the value in what we do on the podcast, you're going to get 10 times the amount of value when you come to the Domination Workshop. So go to dominationworkshop.com. There's only 60 seats available. This thing will sell out. You will have FOMO because we will be filming it. We will be showing an inside look of what we're doing at the workshop. So come to the workshop, get the value, go home, grow your business grow your impact, and let's change this freaking world together.
All right, guys, we'll see you at the workshop. Bye. Hey guys, Dustin Bogle here, and I wanted to invite you to my free group for gym owners. It's called Fitness Sales Made Simple, because I wanna show you how to convert more of your leads into sales, how to get more people to say yes to taking that leap of faith to join your program and to get healthy, fit, and more confident, all right? And so I'm gonna share my best sales strategies, but you gotta join the group to see what it's all about. And in fact, the minute you join, I'm gonna give you a free gift and that is a PDF called five ways to get more sales in your gym. So join the group. I'll tag you on the PDF and enjoy the free content. See you in the group.